How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland. Today is Friday, August 23rd, 2019, so you know what that means. Tomorrow, Saturday, August 24th, first day of college football, college football week zero. I'm going to have my bets for that here a little bit later on in the show, but first off, I'm going to start you all off here with some college football futures. We're getting ready, guys, for a big season here of college football, and I can't wait. So first, I'm going to go with some win totals, then I'll give you all some conference champions, and then after that, we'll get down to the games. So let's get after it here, guys. Honestly, I really have no picks for the Heisman Trophy. I feel like that there's always someone who comes out of nowhere. Obviously, I'm going to pick Trevor Lawrence to win the award because I think he's the best player, but I don't really think there's any value in betting on him right now. You know, like last year, guys, we saw Kyler Murray come out of nowhere. It's almost always somebody who's got great odds that comes from nowhere. So I don't really see as much value. You know, I think Fromm and Jalen Hurts have pretty decent value there. But I just don't know if I would bet on someone, you know. Like, it's just, it's a tough word to win, especially for, you know, for college football. Like, I feel like the college sports, there's so many underdogs that come out of the middle of nowhere. That's why my uh, national champion that's are more value picks rather than, you know, who I think is going to win, if that makes sense to y'all. Yeah, so like Lawrence and two are at plus 250, plus 275. I just don't see a whole lot of value there. And I feel like you can grab them later on this season if you want to. I'd rather sit that out than risk a lot. I do like Sprom, though, at plus 1,400. I think that's great odds and plus 1,000 on Jalen Hurts. So I think there's decent odds right there. But let's get down to it, guys. I'm going to kick things off here with my favorite bet out of all of them. So first one we're going to start with here is Missouri over eight and a half wins. Um, I'm not going to lie. I got it back when it was at eight, but I still like it here at this number. You know, I think that the Missouri Tigers will have a good season and they actually have a really easy schedule, you know, so they have, they bring back Larry Roundtree the third, one of the best running backs in the SEC. They got some good defensive players on top of all that. They return um, their, or they get quarterback Kelly Bryant via transfer from Clemson you know Kelly Bryant guys he lost out his job to the best player in college football and that's Trevor Lawrence so you know it's no knock on Kelly Bryant I mean that's just the way it is he's a dang good player and you know sometimes you just get beat out and you have to move on here so I mean I'm I think Missouri's gonna have a pretty good season here guys I mean they have a very favorable SEC schedule which I'm about to break down for y'all right now guys so first thing is Missouri they bring back as I mentioned earlier what they kind of some players names they have back they have a good receiving core, and on top of that, they bring back 13 starters, 7 on offense, 6 on defense. So, you know, it's not like they're starting over from scratch. And you would think that they were when you lose a guy like Drew Locke, but realistically, their offense, they more so want to run the football than they do want to air it out and pass it like they did with Drew Locke. So I think that plays to their advantage a little more, too, in the fact that they'll be running the ball more, running more clock, you know, and keeping the defense off the field, making them less tired. But you open up the season at Wyoming, you know, that's got to be a sure win right there to start things off. I actually do have a play on that game for week one. Um, next, they get West Virginia. I mean, I think this is a very winnable game for Missouri. You know, they'll be They'll be uh, at home in front of the home crowd, and West Virginia is pretty much starting from scratch. Southeastern Missouri, that should be a whim. South Carolina, they're going to have a tough schedule, but you know they're on the road at Missouri here. I like the Tigers to win that one. That puts us at four and zero. Then we got Troy, that's five and zero. Then they play Mississippi State, or they get Ole Miss at home. He's supposed to be one of the worst teams in the SEC. Also, you know, Ole Miss, I mean, they got I, – I just I just feel like that this is another game they can win at home, you know. I mean, they should. They'll be favored, absolutely. So we got them winning there. Then at Vandy, at Kentucky, I mean, I think we'll win both those. Even if we split one, we're at 7-1. Then we got the bye week. Then we're at Florida. 
I mean, at Georgia. Um, I think it could be a close game, but Georgia definitely wins that game no matter what. That would make you seven and either seven and one or six and two, which is we're still well on the way to hit that over. Then you got Florida. I mean, sorry, it would make us eight and one or seven or uh, seven and two, which is still well on the way to hit that. And then at home versus Florida, let's say we lose that one. Then we got, got Tennessee at home, and then at Arkansas, Missouri easily win both those games. I think nine and three. Uh, 10 and 2 is a very realistic season for the Missouri Tigers. Look, I don't think they're one of the best teams in the SEC, but I think they have a very favorable schedule. So I like them to finish and hit that win total. Um, my next win total I'm going to go with here. By the way, I'm only doing college football on this one. I'll do NFL here in the next couple weeks. Going to hit a lot of NFL preview stuff hard next week. Um, I got Texas uh, at, at uh, under nine and a half regular season wins. So this one actually moved from nine to or down to nine now because it's been steamed so much. But look, guys, Texas does not have an easy schedule at all this season. You know, it's it's one that does not play in their favor. I don't think. Also, you know, this team they lost a lot of talent last year, guys. You know, they, people think that Texas is bad just because they beat Georgia in that bowl game, but. I'm going to have to disagree there with that one. Texas is the least amount of starters back in the conference at eight starters, three on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, that's tied for the least in college football period with Kentucky. So, you know, I think it's going to be a down year for both those programs. But I think next year is Texas's year. So this year they get open with Louisiana Tech. That's a winner. Then they get LSU at home. I mean, LSU guys is absolutely stacked this year. LSU, I would not be surprised if somehow they could slip into the Final Four. I mean, they got 16 starters back. That's tied for the most in the SEC, eight on both sides, including their quarterback, Joe Burrow. So, you know, that's one and one right there. And then you got Rice, Oklahoma State at home. It's probably four and one, right? Or three and one right there at West Virginia. We'll put them four and one versus Oklahoma right there in the Red River rivalry. I like Oklahoma there. We're at four and two now, guys. Then we got Kansas at home. That's five and two at TCU. That's six and two. But here's where it gets interesting. They got Kansas State at home again. They'll win that one, make them seven and two on the season. So you're like, all right, we need one more loss. Well, you got at Iowa State and at Baylor, who, in my opinion, are probably after Oklahoma, the next two best teams in the Big 12. They only have to win, they only have to lose one of those games, guys. One of those games. So I think that that's very easily going to happen where they lose one of those games right there, which automatically means we hit the under right there. So I love that one. You know, I just. I, I, as much as I want to say Texas is back, guys, they're just not. It's going to be another tough season for the Longhorns and Sam Ellinger. I think next year is more so their year than this one. All right, guys, next one I've got here, I'm going to go out to the Pac-12, and I've got UCLA over five and a half wins this season. And, you know, this is one that I think they can do. UCLA, they bring back a lot of starters this year, including their quarterback. Um, UCLA is the most back in the Pac-12 and the most in college football at 19 returning starters. Nine on the offensive side, ten on the defensive side, and they have a second year here with Chip Kelly. I think that his personnel, you know, it's more so his personnel this year, and he's going to be ready to rock with this team, guys. I mean, the Bruins have a pretty favorable Pac-12 schedule. Some teams get four um, road Pac-12 games. Other teams get five, and the Bruins here... They do have uh, actually five road or five road Pac-12 games, but so here's how it goes: at Cincinnati, I mean, I think they can win that game right there at Cincinnati versus San Diego State. That's a win right there, two and zero versus Oklahoma. That's two and one at Washington State. That's a uh, that's two and two at Arizona. That's I think that you know that's a game they could easily win. That puts them at three and two, even if they lose. Let's say they're two and three here, three and three after beating Oregon State at home. 
at Stanford, you know, that would make them three and four. You know, the Bruins are going to pull an upset on the road. It's just a matter of who. And then they got Arizona State and Colorado, so that's two, at home. So that's two, three, um, four, five. We're at least at four guaranteed wins right here. They close out against Cal, and they have at Utah and at USC. Basically, they're easily going to hit five wins here, guys. They just need to pull one upset somewhere down the way in those road games, which I think they can easily do. And, you know, this is going to be an improved team, a team that has a lot of experience under their belt, and that's exactly what you want for a team that's going to pull upsets. I think they win six or seven games here, get bull eligible, and get back to the Bulls. You know, this team is good enough. They have enough talent to easily make a bowl game here. I don't see why Chip Kelly wouldn't be able to flip one here for them. I've got them going over their win total. My next one here is Auburn, under seven, under uh, eight wins, actually. It, I think it has moved to seven and a half, but I have it at eight, which is a number that I like a lot more. I don't know if I would hit it or not at seven and a half. It's a little risky there, but Auburn is the second hardest schedule in college football. They got a true freshman starting quarterback. Um, they do have seven starters back on each side of the ball. But, you know, that first game of the season at Oregon, I think Oregon gets them, guys. You know, that could be a real telltale game in the Auburn season. If Auburn beats Oregon right there, I think that, you know, they could go on to have a very good season. But if they lose that game right there, it could be over. But then they got Tulane and Kent State at Texas A&M. That's a surefire loss at home versus Mississippi State. At Florida, I think they lose both those road games. At L at Arkansas, that's a winner. At LSU, that's another loser right there. As you can see, the schedule is not easy. That's already three losses right there. Then they have to play Georgia and Alabama. I think between Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida, Texas A&M, and uh, Oregon, so basically they would have to lose four of those games in order for us to cash. And I mean, they'd have to lose five of those four games, and I think that could very easily happen. So. I've got them going under this win total as well as I don't see any. I just I think it's gonna be a rough season for Auburn guys. The schedule's too hard. They didn't do themselves, you know. A lot of these SEC teams they schedule themselves easy schedules so they can get bowl eligible, you know, and stuff. And then Auburn did not do themselves any of those graces there. I and mean, they made the schedule about as hard as it could be. My next team I have is the Oregon Ducks, who bring back quarterback Justin Herbert. They bring in the number one overall recruit, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I think this is going to be a well-coached team this year. They have the second most starters back in the Pac-12, 17 total, which is top five in college football, um, 10 on the offensive side, seven on the defensive side. And so what Oregon's got here is they open up the season against Auburn, like I just talked about. I think they can win that game. But then you got the win total's only at nine and a half, guys. So they beat Nevada. They'll beat Montana. I think they win at Stanford beat Cal. You know, they should beat every single team on this schedule. Their hardest game is going to be at Washington. Washington, though, guys, doesn't have a lot of starters back. As that Washington, you know, they only have back uh, nine starters, including they don't have their quarterback, uh, Jake Browning. They lost lots of talent to the NFL, especially on the offensive line. Could easily see it being a down year for Washington. Basically, look, I feel like the way this Pac-12 schedule plays out, guys, Oregon is easily going to be, even if they lose Auburn, they can still they can still lose um, one more, or yeah, one more game on the schedule, and I think that two losses is the max you see for Oregon. Ten and two sounds about right to me, just because I think they beat Auburn but dropped two games within the Pac-12. But I mean, if they lose to Auburn, I don't think they'll drop any. I think they'll drop one in the Pac-12. So I like Oregon to easily go over this as long as Justin Herbert stays healthy, and even if he does, I could easily see him weathering the storm here, guys. Um, the last win total I got here for y'all is Texas A&M, and so I have Texas A&M 
actually going under their season win total here, guys. Texas A&M only returns 11 starters, four on the defensive side of the ball. They do have their QB coming back here, guys. But Texas A&M as well, guys, they have, a, they have one of the toughest schedules in college football. You know, they got to play Clemson. That's a for sure loser. And like, a, what did I say our number was at here for Texas A&M? I said our number was at seven and a half. So we got under seven and a half. So that's one loser at Clemson versus Auburn. You know, that I think they can win that one. But Alabama, that's a for sure loser right there for us. Um, at Georgia, at LSU, there's four losers right there. And then, you know, just as you look through the rest of the schedule, they could easily drop another one of these games versus Arkansas, at Ole Miss, versus Mississippi State, you know, versus South Carolina. Once you're a team, guys, and you've lost a good bit of these games and you're kind of out of it, it's very easy to get upset in the SEC week to week. I could easily see Texas A&M dropping another one of these and going under the win total here at 7.5. So, I like the Aggies to go under that win total. Next, let's um, look here at the odds to win each conference. All right, guys, so for the ACC, I got Clemson winning the ACC easily. That's minus 465. I don't see any value in throwing on that. Actually, for the Big Ten, I do like Ohio State to win the conference here. Ohio State is a team that brings back um, a good bit of their starters. They have your exact number here for Ohio State back. It's 13, four on the offensive side, nine on the defensive side. I actually would argue they upgrade, though, at quarterback with Justin Fields. They bring back 83% of their top tacklers. That's third best in college football. And on top of that, you know, this Ohio State defense gave the most yards any defense had yet. I expect them to be a lot better and to unleash the beast and chase young all over opposing teams. Um, Next, to win the Big 12, I got Oklahoma, minus 165. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts will be able to do the thing for him. The Big 12 will be a lot less strong this year, as that I don't think Texas will be as good. I don't think there will be much of a team to challenge them there. Should to win the Pac-12, I like Utah at plus 260, guys. Utah has one of the best defensive lines, not to mention Zach Moss and a quarterback who's probably the best running back in college football this year outside of Cam Akers. And on top of that, they have back a um, uh, defense that has lots of experience, especially a beast defensive line. This Utah team, they return 14 starters, seven each side of the ball. You know, I think it could be a good year for Utah here, and they've only played four road games in the Pac-12. So I like Utah Utes here, guys, plus 260 to win the conference. Could also see Oregon plus 290. I think there's good odds on that. Alabama minus 165. I wouldn't touch that personally. I mean, I would like Georgia plus 270 a little bit more, but just don't see much much of a point in betting with them. You don't have the juice there. But other than that, guys, my national champion bet was Georgia to win the national championship. That was at plus, I believe, um, 700 to win it. Look, I don't know if Georgia necessarily is going to win it, but I think the value there is on the dogs, guys. The dogs can get the job done here. You know, they've got a good team. they got good experience with Kirby Smart. I just feel like that if Georgia's going to have a chance to get them, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be this year when they have the best offensive line. they got Jake Fromm back once again. Fromm's got great experience. I really think, guys, Georgia can come out here and get the job done this season. So I got the dogs to finish with the best or to win the national championship. I also think there's a lot of value too on Michigan State as they return 17 starters. Um, they were the most injured team in college football last year. They still had the number one defense. They had corners playing wide receiver. Spartans at plus 1,700. I don't know if they'll win it or not. And that is my max win total as well as the Spartans to go over their win total. I'm not going to sit there and break down every single game. But trust me, guys, Michigan State will go way, 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 way over this total, guys. I mean, Michigan State's uh, – just defense in general, guys. They have one of the best defenses in college football. And not to mention, I don't know how I forgot them as my win total. They were my max win total. I guess I just didn't see them on my list here for whatever reason. But um, 
and you know, guys, this Michigan State defense, it's it's a beast, man. And the, the fact that they have pretty much everybody back on that side of the ball, they get their quarterback back who had a separated shoulder last season. You know, I think that Michigan State can really make some noise here this season, and I think that they can easily go over seven and a half wins. You know, that's kind of a joke win total there for them at seven and a half. So I think that Michigan State easily goes over that win total there. But last thing I'm going to talk about here, guys, it's time for the Week Zero Picks. All right, guys, so I'm not saying these are like locks or anything here, but, you know, we haven't had football in so long. You might as well go ahead and bet them. It's going to be fun games. I do have a good edge for both of them. So it's currently at Florida. What I'm seeing is 7.5 minus 7 here versus Miami. And, look, guys, Florida is a top-10 team in the nation. Um, they have a decent bit of their starting starters back. Um, the exact number here for starters back is 13 for them, 8 on defense, 5 on offense. Um, they lost a good bit of their offensive line. It's kind of the same thing here, guys, for Miami, who has 12 starters back at 6-6. Six and six. Both teams, their D-lines are the strong point. Their offensive lines are the weak point. Um, their quarterback is a true freshman, um, Jaron Johnson, I believe. And, you know, I've heard good things about him coming out of camp. I heard that he should be the starter down there. So good things coming out of the Miami camp. I don't know how great this season will end up for them but you know I think that this is a game that Florida should win I think that both teams are stout on the defensive side of the ball I think they're going to try to go real conservative and get this red shirt freshman QB's confidence up but I think at the end of the day that this Florida defense will be a tough task for them to handle I don't think it'll be a high scoring game I think both teams will run the ball and run a lot of clock I like the under 47 the best in the game but I also like Florida minus the seven I think Florida's got a little more experience and also the better team a little bit sticks in the back of my mind, too, of what happened in the LSU-Miami game last year. So that's another reason why I like to go here with the tight with um, obviously the Tigers with the Gators here. But, you know, I think this is a game, guys, where Florida's going to come out. They're going to power run the ball. I think it'll be like a 31-13 kind of game, something or other like that. I'll just look for Miami to try to get their young quarterback's confidence up and try to make some easy throws for something him to build off of. I think that they're a little overmatched here. The next game I've got, though, on the slate is at 10:30, which is Arizona at Hawaii. Arizona's got 15 starters back, including Khalil Tate. And they should have a pretty explosive offense. But look, guys, all I keep hearing is that Kevin Sumlin wants to wants to get um, more of a pocket passing outlook from his young quarterback here in Khalil Tate. And look, I don't think that's very smart there. I think Khalil Tate's the kind of guy who wants to throw the ball down the field and that, or I mean, to, who likes to run around and make plays with his legs. And that's what you got to let him do. Hawaii is the second most starters back in college football at nine starters. And before their quarterback got hurt last year, they were 3-0. and Once he got hurt, they were never the same. He will be back, ready to rock in this game. I think that Hawaii will win this game. And, I, I mean, I don't know if they'll win outright, but I think 11 points is too many. The total climbed all the way up to 74. I'm not touching that total personally, but I like Hawaii in this game plus the points. And that's a game I think they can cover. So that's what I got for College Football Week 0. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this podcast. Those are my future bets as well. I am actually don't know how that Michigan State got left off my list that I had, but Michigan State is my best bet. Like I said earlier, they got all the starters back. They're the most injured team in college football. If they stay, stay even halfway healthy and just keep Lewerke from hurting his shoulder with that number one defense they have back, Michigan State's easily going over seven and a half wins, guys. But I appreciate everyone tuning in. We'll be doing this every Friday. So, I mean, so y'all be getting the picks every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll have them all ready to rock for y'all. Let's kill this football season together, and I hope everyone enjoyed this.